we have a saying here in my country, the dragon of fortune has a very long tail. <laughs> and then you just hear it in passing, like, oh, yeah, of course, this is how people talk in X country. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 373 with our review of No Escape. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we thought that we had fixed our problems with Comcast, but it turned out there was no escape. Yeah, the only way to fix it is bloody revolution. That's right. Um, Let's march down Potrero together to that stupid Comcast store. <laughs> Pink bandanas on our heads. No, here's a question. Is Comcast officially Xfinity now, or is Xfinity a package you can get from Comcast? Because I don't see the Comcast logo anywhere anymore. I just see the stupid Xfinity thing. And I wonder if they're trying to, like, sneak away from the fact that everybody knows Comcast sucks. That might be it. It might also be that Comcast is, like, a parent company that merged with other evil companies. I I don't know. All I know is they're, <laughs> they're the worst. You know, they come here promising to make our lives better, give us utilities. And they're really just trying to take us over. And I think we should fight back. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. Um but I mean, I don't, I don't know. If this podcast is the place to do that because you know they're going to have control of everything, and you know if we have to send this podcast out through their signals, it's just I think we're going to be fighting a losing battle. I'd say we should get to the roof, but that might be a bad plan too. I don't know. Mm -hmm. If you need me to throw you over the edge, just let me know. I've got a belt right here. Steven, you throw me over the edge every day. <laughs> But anyways, yes, we're here to talk about No Escape, a film that I think uh, neither of us were super excited about. Nope. <laughs> but we, we couldn't escape the trailers. I still, I still remember when, when, that, when I first saw that trailer, I immediately went home, downloaded the trailer, made a gif of him throwing the daughter over the edge. And that's, why, that's why that scene felt so familiar to me. <laughs> I, I, think, cause I, remember, I think I saw a link. That was like, oh, something about the trailer for No Escape. And I sent that to you guys. And I said, why does Owen Wilson hate children? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, regardless of what you feel about the movie, that scene is just awesome. <laughs> he, it's insane. He just throws a child off the side of a building. <laughs> She's uh, gone, by the way. That's the last time we see the child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways... Uh, I mean, we, we're, we're on a little bit of a time crunch, and Comcast has eaten up part of our time. So what do you say we stop dilly-dallying and uh, start this revolution up? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for No Escape and then come back and give you guys a review. Ten years ago, I could not have pictured myself dragging my family to the other side of the world to start over. What if we don't like it here? I think we will. Welcome to Asia. You're gonna love it here.
you see outside? Get your hands off me! There's like a war going on out there. We're gonna die here. Listen to me. Where's Lucy? Say here, lock the door. Lock the door. family the hell out So that was the trailer for No Escape. Uh, Owen Wilson works for a company who is sending him over to some nondescript Asian country where he is going to do some sort of work. But uh, when he arrives there, he's got no communication with anybody. And then in the middle of the evening, just revolution starts starting up in the streets and people attack the hotel and for some reason want to kill Americans. Um, Who would ever want to do that? Well, I want to kill some Americans who work at Comcast. No, that's kidding. That's that's terrible. That's not that's not a true statement. I just want if the, the comp- FBI is listening to this, we're only venting. Yeah, I just want the company to go away. Uh, but anyways, uh, Stephen, what did you think of No Escape? <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, we've already alluded to the fact that this movie is like the setup. <laughs> is completely generic. Like, there are no specifics on purpose. Uh, I think the first audible line in the movie, we're in this hotel somewhere in Asia, and a generically Asian politician from some third world nation who has, like, robes on says, we have a saying here in my country, the dragon of fortune has a very long tail. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, if that doesn't clue you in at the get-go, that this movie has, like, kingsman level caring of where anything takes place <laughs> then <laughs> nothing does i mean yeah, the funny well, the funny thing is i don't even remember that line from the movie and i literally just got back from seeing this movie <laughs> it was it was the first line you hear i think he's meeting with that uh, politician the british man or whatever <laughs> And then you just hear it in passing, like, oh, yeah, of course, this is how people talk in X country. So so the best part about that scene, probably why I didn't hear that line of dialogue, is because we get this extended take for like two minutes of this bellhop bringing two gin and tonics to these two people. A security guard has to taste both to make sure they're not poison. I didn't know that, you know, you would know after four seconds after tasting a drink that it was poison or not. But uh, then the drinks get delivered to the table and the guy takes one sip and he's like, all right, now go to your car. <laughs> and it's like, what? <laughs> is that like some ceremonial gin and tonic where you just take one sip and the deal's done? Like, wh- yeah. I, wh- what What happened? <laughs> well, you're only supposed to be sipping on gin and juice. You've got mind on money and time is money and et cetera. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So from the get-go, it's pretty clear that this movie has no interest in realism. <laughs> 
at all. <laughs> I mean, it actually it avoids it like the plague. I mean, the movie could have easily name dropped Cambodia or Myanmar. Though one of those two places has got to be like basically what it's going for here. But instead, it's just hilariously vague. Like, we meet Pierce Brosnan, and he says, Welcome to Asia. I've been here 19 times. You're going to love it. <laughs> just Asia. That's where we are. We're Asia. And it's not the third world. It's the fourth world. I, I, Some... that, that didn't make sense to me like that. <laughs> that whole I, thing. I have no idea. And I think the vagueness makes sense when you realize just how, like, terribly racist anything more specific would have been. <laughs> because, like... <laughs> Okay, characters in this movie, they're either doing bad karaoke, uh, there's allusions to women in strip clubs. Otherwise, people here are wearing bandanas and stabbing a bunch of white people. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this preys on the same kind of fear that Argo built, like, very masterfully, I think. Yeah, yeah. Of, like, that, that fear of being an outsider. Like, there's some xenophobia to it of, like being alone in a place you don't understand and what if they hate you um <laughs> so, and so let me let me tell you one thing real fast just so that is the only part of this movie that i actually like was okay with because <laughs> we were joking yesterday where like I, I went to go see another movie which we'll also be talking about in an episode shortly in the feed um but i like i texted you back and like you were like oh you should totally go to this bar because it's cool and i texted you i was like i stood across from the street from the bar looked at all the people and then just walked back to my car <laughs> you were afraid you were gonna have to like ask for a newspaper and they would just blankly stare at you <laughs> yes like like forget revolution breaking out like the beginning of this movie is my nightmare i arrive <laughs> in a place i get off the plane like the first time that i came up to san francisco like san francisco is like it might like it, it's it's as close to home as i'm gonna be able to get like even when i was living in san diego you know like it, it just the buildings are a different shape but it's still the u.s and it's still normal right so mm -hmm. even but even when i got off there you're like oh yeah just take the bart to whatever and then this street and then i'll pick you up there i'm like cool what are bart <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, like, and that was easy i just follow signs i get on a train that's only going one direction because the airport is the last stop so it's easy mm -hmm. like i can't get on it going the wrong way so even that for me is like crazy so in this movie they land in nondescript asia there are a bunch of people just going like making weird sounds calling people that are supposedly they're all like scammers who are just trying to get money off you or whatever but basically <laughs> you land in a place you don't know and the phone that you bought that's supposed to work there doesn't work you don't know where you're going you can't get a hold of the company that sent you there and it's just like like the beginning of this movie is my nightmare and like from that standpoint like i'm like you nailed that feeling <laughs> yeah no and it it does nail it i mean i so okay if i take off my like socially conscious hat because this movie does not want me to wear that <laughs> like this wants me so badly not to that they made up like the language and the symbols and the country or if they didn't make it up then they're at least not copying to what it is yeah um but like if i take that off it it is preying on a very real fear that like i have many times like landed in a place where i didn't understand how to travel from the airport and i wasn't sure what i was going to do and even though like owen wilson you're totally like safe in the sense that you're going to like a nice hotel and you're a like westerner with plenty of cash um it is a very distinct feeling of looking around and being like what what is this place that i don't belong in yeah um so if i take off any hat that's trying to be like thinking 
about this movie and the possibly damaging stereotypes that it preys on. <laughs> What's left is like, I thought a pretty remarkably fun, stupid thriller. Um, I, this was basically the San Andreas of Argo type movies. Um, it's nothing but a bunch of climaxes. Uh, but unlike San Andreas, there actually is like more tension than laughter. Like probably ten to one, the the intense set pieces overwhelm the like rock quipping about getting to second base with his wife. Um, <laughs> but like we talked about the scene in the trailer where Owen Wilson throws his daughter off a ledge in slow motion. Yeah, that that scene in context is like even more slow motion and ridiculous than in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, and it completely works. And there are at least like ten moments like that in this movie where the stakes even if they're completely vague, are absurdly high. Um, it, it kind of reminded me of 71, which I don't think you saw yet, uh, no. the Jack O'Connell movie. Uh, that movie is also just like a nonstop chase sequence that takes place over 24 hours that takes like zero time to pause and let you think about what does this mean and why are we doing it? Um, so just as a pure adrenaline action movie, I thought... I thought this was pretty entertaining. Like it, <laughs> it's it's mercifully short and the energy level stays pretty much the whole time. There's maybe like five to 10 minutes where they try to shove in like family values and romance and those just don't work at all. No, not at <laughs> all. But like Pierce Brosnan's character has a pretty epic moment towards the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there, there's a bunch of things like that where it was just, it was just a goofy fun uh in between the set pieces obviously there was nothing worth mentioning and and i think that's why the movie ends in a f way that felt like really sudden and jolting to me uh and it's probably because when the bullets stop flying there's nothing left to say about the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i I mean, y yes, like, like the, the, the child throwing scenes are genuinely like, uh, like it was, it was like, I forgot that he had two daughters. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, I'm like, wait, I remember in the trailer, he throws the one daughter, but like the first daughter doesn't know what's going to happen to her. The second daughter <laughs> knows that, <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, and that like when he's going to throw the first daughter, what happens when he throws the second daughter is exactly in my head what I was worried about. So like yeah. it, it, there, there are moments that are, I mean, like I said, this is like my nightmare going to a place I don't know. And then it's like my nightmare in the nightmare. I fell asleep and then woke up in another nightmare in which a revolution was happening in my previous nightmare. Mm -hmm. So like going to Jupiter alone is bad enough. <laughs> Yeah, basically, basically, this movie is the equivalent of if I would have walked into Jupiter and then a bar fight started and then I was in the corner and I couldn't, like, just leave. I had to, like, participate unwillingly in it. Kingsman style. Yeah, basically. Or, or if it just became, like, Shanghai Nights and I was there with Owen Wilson, except for I was Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah. So, I... I I, I didn't feel that it was nonstop action. I I feel like this movie is the it, this is the uh, it's the anti film to Mad Max Fury Road. Mad mm -hmm. Max Fury Road is like you want some exhibition or ex an exhibition. <laughs> you, want some, you want some expo position? Uh, my my name is Max and my world is fire and ash or whatever whatever the line is right. 
<laughs> that's all you need. Then the movie starts, there's a chase sequence, and there's a chase sequence for the rest of the movie. It's like two hours of just nonstop adrenaline pumping craziness. And when it's over, you finally remember that you forgot to breathe for the last two hours. Then it goes, this movie could have done that. It could have been literally them landing, getting out, walking to the hotel, and then like this thing starting. And it could have been just a, you know, like, I mean, even if they want to keep Pierce Brosnan in there and you just want to pull like an under siege type movie where like there happens to be some guy who's a proficient killer who happens to be in a place where something bad happened and then he's doing badass stuff. Like you can make everything work, but I don't need story. I don't need the backstory of the corporation that Owen Wilson works for, what he's actually doing there, any of the exposition in the middle of the film. I don't need any of that. I don't, Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff that is so neat. Like there is a scene that takes place between Owen Wilson, one of his daughters, and a bunch of bad guys. Like, why is that scene in this movie? There's no reason for it. Like, the stakes are crazy enough. You're a family of people running around, and there are bad guys trying to kill you. You don't need to make them the most evil, most villainous people on the planet. Like, (laughs) Especially because the movie tries to squeeze in a message about how they're just protecting their family like we are. (laughs) No, f*** that. They're not. Like, the things you're depicting here are not human at all no it's, no it's just like the pure embodiment of like xenophobic terror yeah i feel like i feel like somebody watched the raid and the raid 2 and they're like man what if that movie took place but there was two white tourists with two daughters hanging out in the building while the raid was happening and like and that's not to say that the action in this movie is anything close to either of the raid films because it's not but those movies are rad <laughs> This, mm-hmm. this movie's like not rad. Like, like, like you said, there are genuine stakes, and it is frightening. Uh, like what they're going through, and you do, you are on edge the whole time because you never know who's going to walk around a corner or who's going to be seen, like see them, who's going to take shots at them, like what's going to happen. Like, th- there is a film somewhere in the cutting room of this that is like, while not good, is at least like okay, cool. That was a you know, B action movie that was interesting. But like they take a film that's fine enough and just load all this bullshit on top of it and turn it into a bad movie. Like mm. there there was a couple walking out of the, uh, they might not have been a couple, but there's a guy and a girl walking out of the theater as I was walking out the door and I was just passing them. And uh the 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 girl or woman, she said, Yeah, it didn't get too good reviews. And then the guy responded back, yeah, because it's a stupid f***ing movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I had to try not to laugh like I wasn't listening to them have a conversation. Mm -hmm. But it was hilarious. Like, I – but I think that, like, up until they start explaining what's happening, (laughs) I was kind of like, all right, it's not horrible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I I was like, "It's, it's just mediocre. Uh, but then when they start adding all this crap on, um, there's a scene where the bad guy proves that he's villainous and tries to do something to the wife. Like, there's a bunch of these things that get added on to it. It's like, we have stakes. Stop trying to add stakes that are just, like, emotional, uh, like, evilness that you're adding to the story. Like, just, you got people running around with, like, sticks and machetes. There's nothing more you need to do. You know, you have your story. Stop trying to make it worse. Yeah, I I can see that. And the points where the action did, like, turn me off to the film were two moments that you mentioned already that I thought were kind of irresponsible, where they were were 
elevating the stakes in just a like kind of sadistic way, like the point with the wife and then the point with the daughter. Um, that definitely felt like a movie that didn't trust us to just be in on the fear of trying to escape a place where nobody cares about you <laughs> or understands you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that was definitely the movie not trusting the audience. Uh, as far as trying to make a backstory, like the backstory annoyed me too, but I feel like it can't take up more than like total of seven minutes of this movie. <laughs> it, it's it's not the amount of time that's dedicated to it. It's the bullshit message of like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like the like well, I mean this is the kind of stuff the United States does, and like it's like big corporate America, like weird kind of shit that they're adding like that doesn't add anything to the story at all like there's a mm-hmm. tiny bit of irony i guess like it would make more sense if owen wilson's character wasn't some lackey who had a startup to make valves that failed it would make more sense if he was like the corporate greedy guy who had gone to that country to take over factories or something like that you know like in that context then there's at least some bit of irony come come up instead is happening but like owen wilson has no clue why he's there he just took a job with this company because his his company that he tried to start went under and now all of a sudden all hell's breaking loose and all that's doing is making his life shittier and straining his family's life (laughs) you know what i mean like there's no there's no like like you know going back to san andreas like he is not the stepfather who we don't like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he's just a guy who we're supposed to sympathize with and you do because he didn't he unwillingly part of something that he doesn't know about yeah yeah i i feel like we still are supposed to sympathize with owen wilson though though the movie does take a few points to try to make us be unsure i think through no, 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 no. we we do I, I just meant that it would it would if you're going to have that backstory there don't make him a character we do make him mm-hmm. the bad guy so yeah. so make him the evil person who's trying to you know demolish a neighborhood of dancers and build an apartment complex or something you know like, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i can't justify at all <laughs> the story of this movie i thought it was super heavy-handed the message was non-existent and it completely undercut it by like the people who are supposed to be like understandably angry are the ones they turn into monsters and the people who are supposedly have blood on their hand we root for them and go hell yeah till the moment they die yeah. <laughs> so it definitely didn't actually trust us with any sort of message but i don't know i lump it in the same category as san andreas to me where it like it knows it's stupid it knows it's so stupid that they go to quote Asia and like five times when they reference it, they will only call it Asia. But but like, but do you think let me ask you this. Do you think that was a conscious effort to know what they were doing? Or do you think that was, well, we're not gonna be able to market this in Asia if we pick an Asian country and try to name this that? Yeah. I feel like it was both. I feel like you can't watch the opening sequence of this movie and think it's anything remotely serious or message heavy. (laughs) I feel like the only way you can watch it is with the way I watched the opening of Kingsman where it's somewhere in the Middle East and it's just trying to be shorthand to jump into the fear. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea if it would have... 
I don't know if you could message like brand this movie for Asia regardless. <laughs> it seems <laughs> a little unredeemable in uh in that sense. Rice cookers, I think this country knows how to cook rice wife. <laughs> I do believe, by the way, I read something where this movie was banned in Cambodia because through riot police, they have like a logo on their shields that's the Khmer Rouge, which was like the kind of oppressive regime in Cambodia. Okay. Just their logo upside down. It's like if you took a swastika and added like (laughs) an extra line to it or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Any last comments on the film? No, it's stupid. I had fun for an hour and a half, but it's stupid. <laughs> I think you had a little bit more fun than I had. Uh, like your your comment that uh, it was it was uh, it was a quick movie. I did not feel like it was quick. <laughs> really? But it, it might not be because of the pacing of the film. It might just be because of the act structure. Because there are several times when like that could have been the end. Like it could have been like. And they make it out safely. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. like, they keep adding more objectives. It's like when you play a video game. And, well, I mean, I know you don't play that many video games. But, like, you'll be playing a video game. And it'll be like, go to this point. And you're like, cool, you go to that point. And as soon as you arrive there, like, it gives you a new checkpoint that has nothing to do with where you were just going, like, for no reason. It's like, oh, well, turns out you can't use this way. So go to this checkpoint on the other side of the city. Like, it had that problem where you're like, oh, okay, cool. So they're out now, right? Oh, they're not out? Oh, shoot. Well, okay, well, what's next? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the movie, the movie could have ended. This is minor spoilers for the halfway point in the film, but it could have ended with them like racing towards the embassy and like big floodlights and, and like them like making it to the embassy and then hugging, right? But instead, <laughs> that's like halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess I think Mad Max has ruined you. Where now, if a movie has more than two points. <laughs> It's too many. Yeah, you can make one rock. Like, let's drive there. Well, there's nothing here, so drive that you way can, again. You can be like that roller coaster deja vu and just go backwards at the end, and then it's fine. <laughs> but don't you, don't you put another corkscrew in it? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our verdicts then for the episode, Stephen. If you're going to give the same must see, recommend with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must avoid, what would you give it? I'm I'm giving it a wait for rental. I I think. I had way more fun than you did, and I thought it was stupid in exactly the same way most <laughs> action movies are stupid. Uh, yeah, the the way it builds intensity and the fears that it preyed on, I thought it did like a good enough job to keep me entertained. And I also think Owen Wilson and Lake Bell do pretty well as action leads. Like considering they're both more, I think of them more as comic actors. It yeah. was kind of nice to watch them do a more blockbuster type movie yeah um i'm gonna give it a pass the caveat i mean it, it's it's not a good movie but there are enough little moments of action in it that if you can try to ignore the bullshit that's happening in the movie then you can sort of have fun with it uh obviously you had a, it seems like quite a bit more fun than i had with it but uh but yeah i'll just give it a pass the caveat it's not a straight up not a straight up avoid but uh I'll give it a pass. And so. it's almost definitely racist. <laughs> That's almost definitely true. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. So, Stephen, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can just meet me at the embassy. 
<laughs> or can they? Dun, dun, don't ruin it. <laughs> we know that happens at the halfway point, but maybe they just chill there talking about American international politics for the next half of the movie. Yeah, maybe they maybe they, they spend the last uh, 30 minutes of the film just discussing how one of them was born. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that story again. But I, I just told you 10 times in this movie. Tell me one more time. <laughs> Which, by the way, that trope of like people wanting to hear the same story over and over. I don't have kids, so maybe kids are like that, but... Why do they always act like they don't know what's going to happen next <laughs> every time they listen to the story that apparently they get told every single day? Well, in all fairness, grandparents tell the same story over and over again. <laughs> yeah, so the grandparents forget, and then the kids are nice about it. <laughs> anyway, you can find me on twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. You can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, music for this episode will come from the soundtrack, I guess, to No Escape. So... Hopefully you're, hopefully you're enjoying that. Um, yeah, we're going to take off and maybe try to squeeze in another review. So uh, take care. Thanks, Stephen, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks, Comcast, for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to the rest of you later. <laughs> <laughs>